Welcome to the Ray Harryhausen Podcast, the show dedicated to the life, career and films of a special effects titan. Join us as we host in-depth discussions about the work, influences and legacy of this uniquely talented filmmaker. Brought to you by the Ray and Diana Harryhausen Foundation, we will be delving into Ray's archive to bring a unique insight into his work, including exclusive audio from the man himself from our own archives. We will be joined by special guests for retrospectives, exclusive announcements and competitions. So this podcast is a must-listen for all fans of the world of Ray Harryhausen, animation and classic filmmaking. Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of the Ray Harryhausen podcast. My name is Connor Heaney and we're about to do something a little different. Today marks the centenary of legendary science fiction figure and great friend of Ray Harryhausen, Forrest J. Ackerman. He was born on this day in 1916. Very sadly, Forry, as he was known, passed away on December the 4th, 2008. But as today marks Forrest's centenary, he would have been 100 years old today, And as we are looking towards celebrating Ray's 100th birthday on July 29th, 2020, we wanted to celebrate the life of a figure who Ray knew for more than seven decades and who was an influential character in his own right throughout the world of science fiction and fantasy. Now what you're about to hear is a chat between myself, Foundation Trustee John Walsh, and former editor of Famous Monsters of Filmland magazine, David Weiner. Now, as most Ray Harryhausen fans will know, Forrest Ackerman was the editor and founder of Famous Monsters of Filmland magazine, and earlier this year, they released a very special 35th anniversary cover for Clash of the Titans, featuring Medusa. Now, David Weiner was kind enough to send us some copies of this magazine for our archive, and we expressed our gratitude by having a very special photograph taken for him of the original Armature Medusa reading the magazine, posing with her cover story. Now David and John and I had a very long conversation. Um, We obviously had a lot to speak about, about David's memories of Ray Harryhausen, some of the Foundation's activities, and to celebrate Clash of the Titans and its 35th birthday. And what you're about to hear is an excerpt of that conversation where we discussed the friendship between Ray Harryhausen, Forry Ackerman, and the third member of their gang, legendary science fiction author Ray Bradbury. You'll also hear a conversation between Ray Harryhausen and Forry Ackerman, taken from the Sparkle DVD Ray Harryhausen The Early Years Collection. This DVD is still available to buy on Amazon and all good online retailers. It's a fantastic DVD packed with interviews and footage such as the clip you're about to hear. So enjoy, celebrate Forry's 100th birthday, listen to our podcast and maybe kick back to the original 1933 King Kong. Wild, weird, wonderful, the stuff for which movies were made. Now Forry and Ray Harryhausen had a very long-standing friendship and uh, they were like two teenage boys when they combined with the other Ray, Ray 
Bradbury, the three of them were like giddy little schoolboys who loved to talk about their their fantasy inspirations. Now you guys have a, a, a very unique insight on Forey and Ray's friendship and how their cross their paths crossed many times. And uh, it, I'd love for you to share a little bit about their friendship and what you know about it. But I'd also love to talk about uh, how Forey, who was the ultimate collector, ended up with some of Ray's creations. Tell me about that. Well, they first met in 1938. Um, Ray attended a repeat screening of his favourite film, King Kong, and I'm not sure how many times he'd seen King Kong by that point, but, uh, you know, it was it was on again and he didn't want to miss the chance of seeing it once more on the big screen. Um, as he left, he noticed a selection of stills from the movie on display, and back in the 1930s, it was very difficult for Ray to find information about King Kong and he decided this is what he wanted to do with the rest of his life. So whenever he could get behind the scenes information or images from the movie, he, he sought them out. And it turned out that these stills belonged to Forrest J. Ackerman. So he got in touch with uh, with Forrey uh, to, to discuss King Kong. Um, Forrey invited him to join the Los Angeles Science Fiction League and introduced him to Ray Bradbury, um, who went on to obviously become a very famous science fiction writer. And the three, the three of them became firm friends for the rest of their lives. And I think that's just such a, such a wonderful story about three teenage boys with a with a big imagination, grew up together, uh, helped each other, and really became legends in their own lifetimes, each in their own separate fields. Um, there's some fantastic images of the two Rays and Forey wearing Halloween masks back in 1939. Uh, Ray created, obviously Ray made the Halloween masks. They all went to the cinema together to see a film called Cat and the Canary, which I must admit I've not seen. But the uh, the event was uh, disrupted by them scaring girls with their masks, which I think maybe appealed appeal to for a sense of humour. Uh, so you can, these, these three teenage boys, and I think everybody who's into something alternative, be it, you know, films or alternative culture or music everyone can kind of sympathize with three teenagers who are into something unusual and become friends based upon that and so for that friendship to then last 70 years is just really incredible and I think it's a really interesting aspect of Foray's life and of of Ray's life as well. What did they uh, end up having uh, in terms of uh, exchanged belongings? Well, within the collection, I deal with the collection on a day-to-day basis, um, and the amount of times that Forrey's name crops up in some way or another, and, and Ray Bradbury as well, he his name pops up often as well, but in relation to collection items, there'll, there'll often be a note, either in books that say, you know, to my pal Ray, Forrey, or items that Ray had long thought missing, uh, such as the Martian's head from for War of the Worlds. Ray had just assumed that had gone, you know, that had just disappeared somehow um, th- through the passage of time. So he was incredibly surprised to find that amongst Forey's vast collection. Um, I think Forey actually sent it back to him. Um, other items that were on, I, I guess you'd call, call it uh, long-term loans, um, were some of the flying saucers from Earth versus the flying saucers and the crossbow from the seventh voyage of Sinbad. But these items that, you know, we have them all now. They were returned, but I think Ray was quite happy for his friend, the collector, Forey Ackerman, to to have these for for a long for a long period of time, and the two did keep in touch for that for that period. Uh, John, did you have something you want to say on that? 
Yeah, and I was going to add that um, we've got some audio coming up from the Spark Hill production DVD, Ray Harryhausen, The Early Years, where Ray Harryhausen, Ray Bradbury, and Forrest J. Ackerman, or Thorry as he was known to his friends, uh, discuss King Kong and, and, and have the original armature maquette. It's wonderful. Let's give it a listen. Adventure to make you wonder if it's true, while your eyes convince you that it is. Truly, the thrill of thrills. Don't miss it this time. The Big Ape, King Kong, introduced me to Forey. I went to a little theater, uh, Fleet Pit, for 10 cents to see a, remake, a replay of King Kong out in Hawthorne, and uh, just outside of Los Angeles. And uh, I saw these beautiful 11 by 14 stills in the lobby, and I asked the manager if I could photograph them because they were inspirational. And uh, he said they didn't belong to him, and he gave me the name of this gentleman sitting next to me, Forey J. Eckerman, and he said he owns them, so I, I called him up, and uh, he kindly loaned me these stills, and I copied them, and they were an inspiration. Forey, how he, did you get those stills? He told me, oh, he's a collector. Yeah. <laughs> but those are, those are rare. I mean, those are like, must have been hard to get. Well, uh... Carl Lemley, the original president of Universal Studios in the uh, uh, early 30s, there was a magazine called Photoplay, and he had a page in each issue, and he invited fans whenever they saw a Universal film to write and give their impression to him. Before I knew it, I had exchanged 62 letters with Carl Lemley, and finally on his president's stationery, he wrote a note, give this kid anything he wants. <laughs> we got a little uh, friend got a little, to bring over. A friend who's coming here. Whoa! Bala, bala kom nonahi. You got the job. <laughs> Sita Malamapakeno. Yeah. We're millionaires, boys. I'll share it with all of you. Why, in a few months, it'll be up in lights on Broadway. Come, the eighth wonder of the world. So that's it's really interesting. All these these years later, that they're still as fired up by by seeing that as um, as they would have been had they seen it when they were teenagers. And it's funny speaking to Vanessa, as we mentioned on our previous podcast, Vanessa saw Forey as an uncle like Ray didn't have any brothers so Ray Bradbury and Forey Ackerman were her uncles growing up we're talking we're talking about uh, Ray 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 Harryhausen's daughter Vanessa yeah yeah sorry I should have mentioned that's all right Vanessa Harryhausen um she saw um the three of them together quite often even in their later years she saw them basically revert back to being teenage boys when they were talking to each other uh the years the years fell away um so they they would be like three 17 year olds again when they were in each other's company playing tricks on each other reminiscing about films that they loved things that they'd got up to when they were younger so that was something that you heard from that clip as well um it's it's on the dvd as we mentioned and it's just wonderful to listen to and wonderful to watch these these guys these these legends in their 80s still have that that passion and it's it's the passion for for science fiction and for fantasy and uh, just that that magic that king kong gave them way back in the 1930s 
hasn't hasn't died away. You know, it was still with them to the end, and the, it's it's amazing that the amount of energy that they they were able to generate together between the three of them. Well, Forey was very fond of saying, "You can grow older, just don't grow up," and I think that perfectly encapsulates the friendship of this wonderful trio. Uh, I appreciate you guys taking the time to share this clip and to talk about Forey and Ray. Uh, tell me a tiny bit about what you guys are up to at the Ray and Diana Harryhausen Foundation. Well, we have different um, projects coming up all the time. We had um, a screening in Germany of a colorized version of Earth versus the Flying Saucers, which received its uh, color premiere back in September. And we have um, an exhibition coming up with the Barbican Centre in London next year, a science fiction exhibition that's going to feature a, um, a large component of, uh, of the Ray Harryhausen collection. And then Connor has the um, quite enviable task of, of looking after the 50,000 strong collection day to day, don't you, Connor? I do. And it says, I have to admit, people ask about your job. Uh, you, you don't want to boast or anything, but it, it's, a, it's as amazing as it sounds. The archive is just wonderful. Um, we've done a lot of work to catalogue it and we have a really good idea of what it contains. But in all honesty, I feel like we've just scratched the surface because Ray collected so much he never threw anything away Ray never threw anything away in his 90 years or 93 years and so we have everything dating back to these golden years of the 1930s when he was a teenager starting out and really testing the boundaries of his imagination all the way through to his uh, his retirement he was he still worked incredibly hard in his retirement and so we have his his lectures and, and the work that he did in the 1990s and 2000s as well right up to the commentary recordings which which John recorded with Ray um, only a few short years ago and in every corner there's something magical and this is this is what kind of what I meant when I spoke about Forey's name cropping up now and again I'll, I'll occasionally be browsing through the collection and find you know, a letter from Forey or a handwritten note or something, some some exchange between two friends from the 1950s or from any time in Ray's career. Um, and it's just wonderful to find all of the all of these hidden treasures. Um, it's going to be a big job, as John said. There's 50,000 items estimated, and they're all very, very important. We've got everything from the Medusa model all the way through to Ray's um, sketches and, and early notes from film school back in the 19 or sorry not film school art school back in the 1930s so it's a it's a big job but it's a it's one i'm very proud of and uh, we're hoping the foundation can preserve and protect ray's legacy for many years to come as we look towards ray's centenary in much the same fashion that you're celebrating for a centenary just now that actually just brings me to one more thing um browsing the collection as we mentioned before ray has numerous copies of famous monsters of filmland magazine from throughout the 1960s and 70s and before i used to send these over to him famous monsters number 117 back in 1975 had a 19 page celebration of ray's 55th birthday and uh, this was written by a number of fans, but but Forey managed to to slide in a little editorial wishing his friend happy birthday. And there was something remarkably prescient about his sign off. He he wishes Ray a happy birthday, and then finishes with, "May you live to animate King Kong lighting a hundred candles on your cake in 2020." And that just seems all those years ago, you know, Forey clearly was ahead of his time because that was a remarkably prescient of him. Uh, it's a shame that neither of them did make their 100 birthdays, but you know they. They both 
they both reached a, a grand old age and um, it's amazing to think that they were considering their centenaries or 40 was anyway thinking about uh, celebrating Ray's 100th birthday so that's what we're aiming towards now we're going to celebrate Ray's centenary in 2020 with a bang and we want the whole world to join in with us and uh, we will have to look into having an animated King Kong lighting 100 candles as per Forry's wishes back in 1975. Ah, we have to otherwise we'll be doing no justice. Those two live with us in spirit all the time and the wonderful thing is uh, the legacy of their work is always with us. You could pick up a magazine, you could pop in a movie and uh, th- I think those two also probably bonded simply because they were the ultimate pack rats. And uh, they probably envied each other's collection and the fact that no one ever threw anything out, that they both probably had uh, arguably uh, the greatest collection of, of junk and personal treasures in everything in between the world has ever seen. Copyrights in the Ray Harryhausen podcast is owned by the Ray and Diana Harryhausen Foundation, a registered Scottish charity, number SC001419, 2016. This recording may not be reproduced in whole or in parts without written permission from the Foundation. The views expressed within these podcasts are not necessarily reflective of those of the Foundation, its trustees or employees. For further terms and conditions, please contact us at rayharryhausen.com where you can find our Twitter and Facebook links.